And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, this is October 18th, the 291st day of the year. 74 days remain to the year's over with. Holidays and observances. National Chocolate Cupcake Day. No, I can get behind that. Um, Day of Unity. Signature event of National Bullying Prevention Month. Um, I learned early on in school the best way to deal with a bully is with a two-by-four from behind the door. Flora Duffy Day. Um, Hagfish Day. Healthcare Aid Day. Kati Bihu, National Alaska Day, National Broad Day, National Ken Day, National Louie Day, National Mark Day, National Mashed Potato Day, National Medical Assistance Day, National Necktie Day, National No Beard Day, National Prayer Day, National Speak Up for Victims of Sexual Abuse Day. National Sunday Day. Um, celebrate and appreciate anybody named Sunday. National Zane Day. Ride to Work Day. Referring to getting out your bicycle and riding to work. Support your local Chamber of Commerce Day. And World Menopause Day. Alrighty, in 33 AD, heartbroken by the death of her sons, Nero and Drusus, banished to the island of Pendateria by Tiberius, Agrippina the elder dies of self-inflicted starvation. 320 AD, Pappus of Alexandria, Greek philosopher, observes a eclipse of the sun and writes a commentary on the, the great astronomer. 614, King Clothar II promulgates the Edict of Paris, sort of Frankish Magna Carta that defends the rights of the Frankish nobles while it excludes Jews from all civil employment in the Frankish kingdom. I have no idea what started this anti-Semitism, but it does have to stop. 629, Dagobert I is crowned King of the France, the Franks. 1009, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, Christian Church in Jerusalem, is completely destroyed by the Fatimid Caliph al-Hakim b. Amir Allah, who hacks the Church's foundations down to bedrock. 1016, the Danes defeat the English in the Battle of Asunden. 1081, the Normans defeat the Byzantine Empire in the Battle of Dyrrhachium. 1281, Pope Martin IV excommunicates King Peter III of Aragon for usurping the crown of Sicily. That sentence was renewed on May 7th and November 18th, 1282. Um, 1356, Basel earthquake, the most significant historical seismological event north of the Alps, destroys the town of Basel, Switzerland. 1540, Spanish conquistador Hernando de Soto's forces destroyed the fortified town of Villa in present-day Alabama, killing Tuscaloosa. 1561, in Japan, the Fourth Battle of Kawanakawajima is fought between the forces of Isugi Kenshin and Takeda Shinjin, resulting in a draw. 1565, ships belonging to the Matsura clan of Japan failed to capture the Portuguese trading carrack in the Battle of Fukuda Bay, the first uh, recorded naval battle between Japan and the West. 1597, King Philip II of Spain sends his third and final armada against England. Ends in failure, primarily due to storms. Remaining ships are captured or sunk by the English. 1599, Michael the Brave, Prince of Wallachia, defeats the army of Andrew Bathory in the Battle of uh, Selimbar, leading to the first recorded unification of the Romanian people. 1630, 
Frinnock Castle in Scotland, the home of James uh, Crichton of Frindrop burns down. 1648, Boston Shoemakers formed the first American labor organization. 1748, signing of the Treaty of Alex La Chapelle ends the war in the Austrian succession. 1775, African-American poet uh, Phyllis Wheatley is freed from slavery. 1775, American Revolutionary War. Burning of Falmouth, now Portland, Maine, took place on this date. 1779, American Revolutionary War. Franco-American Siege of Savannah is lifted. 1797, Treaty of Campo Formio was signed between France and Austria. 1851, Herman Melville's Moby Dick is first published as The Whale by Richard Bartley of uh, London. 1860, the Second Opium War finally ends at the Convention of Peking with the ratification of the Treaty of Tencent, an unequal treaty to be sure. 1867, U.S. takes possession of Alaska after purchasing it from Russia for $7.2 million. Celebrated annually in the, the state is Alaska Day. 1898, United States takes possession of Puerto Rico from Spain. I spent a part of a week in Puerto Rico. We were looking at buying a hotel. I was impressed. Uh, 1900, Count Bernard von Bülow becomes Chancellor of Germany. 1912, the First Balkan War. King Peter I of Serbia issues a declaration to the Serbian people as his country joins the war. 1914, the Schoenstatt-Apolastic movement is founded in Germany. 1921, the Crimean Autonomous Soviet Socialist Republic is formed as part of the Russian uh, Soviet Federation uh, Socialist Republic. 1922, the British Broadcasting Company, later the British Broadcasting Corporation, is founded by a consortium to establish a nationwide network of radio transmitters to provide a national broadcasting service to the British people. 1929, the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council overrules the Supreme Court of Canada in Edwards versus Canada when it declares women are considered persons under Canadian uh, law. 1944, World War II, Soviet Union begins the liberation of Czechoslovakia from Nazi Germany. 1944, World War II, state funeral of Field Marshal Erland Rommel takes place in Germany. Interestingly enough, Hitler forced Rommel to commit suicide or his family would be in the crosshairs. 1945, the USSR's nuclear program receives plans for the United States plutonium bomb from Klaus Fuchs at the Los Angeles, uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory. Fuchs was a spy, in other words. Also in 1945, a group of the Venezuelan armed forces led by Mario Vargas, Marcos Perez Jimenez, and Carlos Delgado Chabald staged a coup d'etat against President Sias Medina and Greta. Well, who is overthrown by the end of the day? 1945, Argentine military officer and politician Juan Perón marries actress Eva Duarte. Who became known to history as Eva Perón. Um, also known as Evita. She was an Argentine politician, activist, actress, and philanthropist. She was the first lady of Argentina from June of 46 until her death in May of 52. She was the wife of Argentine President Juan Domingo Perón. Born in poverty in uh, the rural village of Los Toldos and uh, Pampas as the youngest of five children. Age of 15, she moved to the nation's capital, Buenos Aires, to pursue a career as a stage, radio, and film actress. And if you've seen her picture, she is um, definitely attractive. 1954, Texas Instruments announces the Regency TR-1, the first mass-produced transistor radio. 1963, Felicita, a black-and-white female Persian stray cat, becomes the first cat launched into space. 
1967, a Soviet probe Venera 4 reaches Venus and becomes the first spacecraft to measure the atmosphere of another planet. 1977, German autumn. A set of events revolving around the kidnapping of Hans uh, Martin Scheiler and the hijacking of a Lufthansa flight by the Red Army faction comes to an end when uh, Scheiler is murdered and various RAF members allegedly commit suicide. Um, Chandler was a German business executive, an employer, and industry representative. And he was also an SS officer who served as president of two powerful commercial organizations, Federation of German Employers Association and the Federation of German Industries. Became a target of radical elements of the German student movement in the 1970s for his role in those business organizations. Positions in labor disputes, aggressive appearance on television, his anti-communist views, and position as a prominent member of the Christian Democratic Union, and in part as an enthusiastic member of the Nazi student movement and the former SS officer. Nineteen seventy-nine, the Federal Communications Commission begins allowing people to have home satellite earth stations without a federal government license. Nineteen ninety-one. Supreme Council of Azerbaijan adopts a Declaration of Independence from the Soviet Union. 1992, Mirpati, Ustrantara Airlines Flight 5601 crashes into Mount uh, Papandayan in their town of Garad in West Java, Indonesia. Killed 31 people. 2003, Bolivian gas conflict. Bolivian President Gonzalo Sanchez de Lozada is forced to resign and leave Bolivia. 2007, Karachi bombing, suicide attack on a motorcade carrying former Pakistani Prime Minister Benazir Bhutto kills 139 and wounds 450 more. Bhutto herself is uninjured in this particular attack. 2019, NASA astronauts Jessica Meyer and Christina Koch take part in the first all-female spacewalk when they venture out of the International Space Station to replace a power controller. And in 2019... Riots in Chile's capital, Santiago, escalate into open battles with attacks reported at nearly all the city's 184, I'm sorry, 164 metro stations. President Sebastian Piñera later announces a 15-day state of emergency in the capital. A lot of these issues are instigated by students who believe it's romantic to be a revolutionary and an activist and a protester and stand up for what you know is right. But what's right to you may not be right to me. And nobody ever stops to think about that. Many of these uh, demonstrators are actually uh, trained by their professors to be pro-communist. And a lot of people do not like that system of government. And in a democracy such as the United States... We determine what our government shall be, allegedly, at the ballot box. Now, we were talking yesterday about haunted locations. Some of the world's most haunted locations. Now, we've talked about a number of them in the U.S. and Canada. We talked about uh, Ed Gein, uh, one of the first serial killers. We talked about the Dakota, where the first uh, Rosemary's ba- where the film Rosemary's Baby was made. We even talked about the Shining Hotel in Estes, Colorado, Amityville Horror, Amityville Horror House. Um, but let's go to Montreal and talk about the old Royal Victoria, Montreal's haunted host, um, hospital. It looms over the city on the south slope of Mount Royal. It's known as the Vic. It saw plenty of distressed uh, patients during its 122-year history, but some of them may never have um, checked out, though presumably not because they uh, like the food. <clears throat> After one man died in the cardiac unit, the nurses shut his door, but... Uh, when they came back with his family, they found the door locked from the inside. 
napping nurse once woke to see a smoky white light hovering above her, followed by two other apparitions. And one patient claimed that after speaking to the ghost of a, an old woman, he found himself lying in a pool of blood. And this was not the ER. In addition to the usual knocking and the flickering lights, the Vic once contained a haunted painting. According to McGill University Health Center's website, it showed a house in which patients saw a sinister old woman staring out of the window. A few times she even left the house and looked around before going back inside. Not surprisingly, and for the benefit of the patients, this, uh, what you might call, animated artwork was removed. Well, in April 2015, the operating hospital of the Vic was moved to a new location. And while McGill announced in 2018 plans to turn the area into a world-class pavilion for research, one thing is certain. The hospital's persistent patients may never be discharged. Ghosts don't like change. And usually, where they die is where they stay. Or, they go to where they were the happiest or the most unhappy. Well, from the old Vic, let's go to a place that I spent a week on. The Queen Mary. Known as the most haunted ship. Now, years after the legendary Queen Mary, luxury designer was permanently docked as a hotel and tourist attraction in Long Beach, uh, California... Marine engineer named John Smith had an unsettling experience while he was prowling around the ship late one night. In a deserted staircase, he heard the sound of water rushing and men screaming. When he investigated, there was nobody there. Later, Smith learned in 1942 when the liner was being used in World War II, it collided with his companion vessel, the HMS Curacao, on its way to Gorok, Scotland. The Curacao was immediately sheared in two and sank. Killed 338 men. And he said the uh, area, he heard that mysterious water rushing was the exact same area that was damaged when the, the two ships hit. It's not surprising a an almost 100-year-old ship with more than a 1,000 ocean crosses and a reported 49 deaths behind it would have a reputation of being haunted. It was retrofitted, painted gray, and used in World War II as the so-called Gray Ghost. Queen Mary began as a luxury liner in 1936, ferrying the likes of Fred Astaire and Bob Hope across the Atlantic. But during the war, in addition to the collision, many German and Italian POWs uh, carried on the, the liner may have died, as did the soldiers from heat stroke traveling in the Mediterranean and the Indian Ocean. According to uh, Brian Clune in a book called Ghost of the Queen Mary, we know that other deaths from natural causes, suicide and accidents occurred, and, and there are still others the owner tried to hide for more dark and sinister reason. And let me tell you, wandering around that um, ship in the dark gives a new meaning to the word dark. Room B340 is widely believed to be the most haunted on the ship, site where a family is allegedly murdered. But uh, Crane says that was a fiction created by former owners who wanted to use the unoccupied space as part of a tourist attraction. The real site of those murders, according to Kloon, was uh, room B-470, which is naturally haunted, as is B-deck, where a morgue and an isolation room was located during World War II. The engine room was haunted, the green room in an area known as Shaft Alley. But the most spirited area on the ship may be the former first-class um, swimming pool area. That's home to little Jackie, a five- or six-year-old girl who may be the ship's most famous ghost. She's playful, talkative, her voice having been allegedly caught many times on tape. Uh, sadly, she's said to remain on the ship because she's looking for her mother. And sometimes she'll cry for her mother, but... Her mother never appears. Another Proulum ghost is known as Grumpy, a growling cigarette-smoking spirit said to haunt the storage area beneath the pool. And choking sounds near the old hospital area readily emanate from the ghost of an officer who died after drinking poison he thought was gin. Well, other ghosts in, 
include the lady in white, who's almost seen dancing to unheard music in the Queen's Salon, and a spirit of an 18-year-old crewman named John Petter, who was uh, crushed by uh, airtight door number 13 in Shaft Alley. At the time of this incident, he was actually playing chicken with his um, co-workers. These days, the the ship capitalizes on uh, its spooky reputation by offering haunted tours, uh, interactive attractions, and seances. There's even a dinner special called Dining with the Spirits, which allows you to pair paranormal investigations with, uh, shall we say, more earthbound spirits. One of the most popular drinks, of course, believe it or not, is the Bloody Mary. Well, let's turn to Latin America, one of my favorite continents. From Mayan tombs and Mexican mummies to underwater temples and an ancient lake, Latin America is home to some of the spookiest sights on Earth. Well, let's go to Machu Picchu. According to osteologist and Yale University professor George Eaton, Grave robbing is, at best, an unholy venture. A year after his colleague Hiram Bingham became the first Westerner to uncover Peru's lost city of Machu Picchu, Eaton helped a second Yale expedition to unearth 52 ancient Inca graves in 1912. And let me tell you, wandering through the jungle, you come upon all kinds of things. Um, we found several abandoned and forgotten buildings in the jungle as we uh, and this was in the canal zone south of the canal that August Eaton and two local Quichan guides opened their 26th grave finding a female skeleton with her knees pressed to the chest Eaton thought it was the body of a priestess and his unnerved local helpers must have agreed soon after that one of them did show up for work said he had a pain in his testicles and then the second man literally vanished. Well, the fact that the people of Machu Picchu were helping dig up their dead ancestors led them to believe that they were uh, cursed. According to Mark Adams, author of Turn Right at Machu Picchu, at the very least it meant that whatever spiritual significance the remains might have uh, had was gone. Inexplicably abandoned by the Inca four centuries ago, Machu Picchu is the most famous architectural ruin in the West. It's also one of the most mysterious. In fact, it fueled more than a few theories from the scholarly to the superstitious. Was it a defensive stronghold or a royal retreat? Was it built by space aliens? Was it a gathering place for the ghost of Inca priest? But, in any event, it would appear that the... Uh, so-called curse has been lifted. 2012, Yale University returned the last batch of artifacts that had been stolen from Peru um, over 100 years before. Now, from Machu Picchu, let's go to Easter Island. The spirit statues. About 2,300 miles off the coast of Chile, Easter Island, also known as Rapa Nui, is a Isolated patch of deforested volcanic land that's one of the world's most remote inhabited islands. Called Tepito e Tehua, the naval of the world by its Polynesian settlers, it's best known as the site of hundreds of Moai, the iconic stone heads. Sculpted from volcanic rock between the 10th and 16th centuries, the, the Moai probably honored the islanders' ancestors. I mean, no two heads are identical. Many were somehow moved from the island's quarry to the perimeter, even though some of them weigh up to 80 tons. Some of them even have underground bodies. Now, nobody knows for sure how this feat of prehistoric engineering was accomplished, but some of the island's uh, 5,000 inhabitants assist the statues walked or even flew into place. They were supposedly animated by mana, a kind of spiritual force. Some claim they've seen apparitions or heard ancient voices near the Moai. Others suggest the heads are moved by extraterrestrials. 
but we're not going to talk about UFOs in this particular show much. Ireland's history is creepy enough without the paranormal overlay. The original population may have grown in too quickly, leading to a dwindling of natural resources. There's even evidence of cannibalism. A recent theory suggests an infestation of Polynesian rats may have brought the people to their collective knees. All that is, of course, uh, enough to give even uh, Stephen King nightmares, with or without the addition of the moving statues. Well, let's talk about the city of the plundered dead. The Mummy Museum in Guanajuato, Mexico. Benjamin Franklin made the comment, in this world nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. And the two were once gruesomely combined in the silver mining town of Guanajuato, Mexico. Between the 1860s and 1958, relatives were forced to pay a tax to keep their dead loved ones buried in Santa Paula Pantheon Cemetery. They couldn't afford to pay the fee. The bodies were removed from the tombs and stored at the ossuary. And because of the dry, hot climate and the fact the corpses had been kept in airtight crypts, some of the unearthed souls had become well-preserved mummies. When curious locals began asking to see the bodies, workers started charging for the questionable privilege. Opened its doors in 1969. Museum so showcases more than 100 mummies in climate-controlled glass cases. They gruesome grimaces, the result of hardening tongues and slackened jaws. And in spite of rumors to the contrary, it does not appear they were buried alive. Even a row of babies called Angelitos and Santitos, dressed as angels and saints, respectively. The museum also contains what's believed to be the smallest mummy in the world, a 24-week-old fetus. Well, wherever dead bodies have been disturbed, you can be pretty sure there'll be ghost stories. And this is certainly no exception. People reported seeing the apparition of a tall lady and hearing strange whispering sounds and the cries of babies coming from the building. Maybe trying to justify the display, the museum is careful to say that death is more widely accepted, even celebrated in Mexico than uh, in many other places. And while that may be true, it's a bit disconcerting to buy... Sugar skulls and souvenir effigies of mummies in a place where not so long ago impoverished people couldn't even pay to keep their loved ones buried in the ground. Well, let's go to Chichen Itza. In the so-called Dresden Codex, one of four existing pre-Columbian Mayan manuscripts, you find hieroglyphic uh, divination calendars. I understand there's only four left. The uh, Catholic missionaries made it a point to destroy the rest as being ungodly. Um, but these hieroglyphic divination calendars, um, along with descriptions of new year ceremonies and instructions on how to find the local uh, the rain god chalk um, filled this codex it was created sometime between AD 1200 and 1250 by the astronomer priest who spent dark hours observing the heavens from the observatory in Chichen Itza that's in Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula dubbed Ericoracol or the snail the observatories where most Hauntings in modern Chichen Itza are said to occur. One tourist said, as I strolled down the corridors, I saw a man eyeing me. He was angry about my being there, and I sensed he was not a priest or an astronomer, but some kind of assistant. Odd, because the observatory was probably not a place of bloodshed. Unlike the great ball court where a lethal game was played, the leader of the losing team was sacrificed his severed skull and used to mold the next ball. And recently, the skeletons of six sacrificed humans, including two children, are unearthed from Chichen Itza's Cenote uh, Sagarade volcanic hole leading to an underground water source, the uh, 
Cenote may have been considered a portal to uh, the Mayan underworld, where Abchak, uh, the rain god, is supposed to live. Major urban center since 8750, uh, Chichen Itza probably began to decline in about the year 1000. Arriving in the 1500s, the Spanish conquistadors destroyed most of the codices, damning them as the devil's books. Thanks to the Dresden Codex, directions to Chalk's domain survive, along with perhaps the spirits of ancient astronomers. Well, let's go to Teotihuacan, where gods are made. About 30 miles outside Mexico City, are the ruins of a pre-Columbian Teotihuacan, once one of the largest and most influential cities in the world. Built between the 1st and the 7th centuries, nobody's sure who built it or why they built it. Civilization mostly disappeared after 750 A.D., possibly after an all-consuming fire. When the Aztecs rediscovered the abandoned spot in the early 14th century, they were stunned by its grandeur, calling it the place where gods are made, or the city of gods. It's also a city of death filled with with evidence of human and animal sacrifice, clearly marketed as a spot of both brutal and sacred significance. Some of the mysteries are not exactly supernatural. Gold-covered spears uh, were discovered in a hidden tunnel beneath the Temple of the Feathered Serpent in 2013, and liquid mercury may indicate the presence of a tomb that was found in 2015. A few visitors claim to have seen ghosts, Others have spotted the maybe inevitable if undocumented UFOs over the pyramids. You see a lot of uh, evidence of all this on YouTube, believe it or not. Purplish and smoky streaks have appeared in photos. Now, you can blame Instagram filters or balloons, but uh, since this place remains a mystery, why should the photographs not be impacted by the uh, mysterious activity? Well, let's go to the Island of the Dolls and talk about the drowned girl's exorcism. Now, drifting in a boat through a tangle of narrow canals in Nachimaleco, a district of Mexico City, you'll find yourself heading toward an isolated island. Now, it may seem like any other island at first, but as you move closer, you start to see the dolls. And yes, I mean dolls. But this is hardly the island of misfit toys, more like Chucky's Dream Vacation. It's called Isla de los Muchinas, Island of the Dolls, home to thousands of mutilated toys hanging from trees and lying on the forest floor, eyeless skulls infested by insects. More than 50 years ago, Julian Santana Barrara, the island's hermit caretaker, found a drowned girl nearby a canal, her doll floating alongside her. Later, when he heard crying and footsteps around his shack at night, he became convinced he was being haunted by the girl's restless spirit. Tempted to appease her, he hung her doll in a tree. Well, when the haunting didn't stop, Marrera began hanging more dolls, creating an eerie amalgam of ritual offerings and primitive art installation. In time, Marrera, who apparently was a sandwich short of a full picnic, came to believe all the dolls are possessed, and the island was not only haunted, but cursed. Well, some of the other locals agree with him. So don't, if you get somebody to take you there, don't expect your boatman to join you on the island. Some won't even look at it as they approach. Others say they've seen the dolls moving or opening their eyes, and others claim the toys whisper and gesture to passerbyers. Or passersby, I guess is the best way to say it. 2001, Barrera reportedly drowned in the same spot where he found the girl. Locals believe he, too, now haunts the uh, island, which has become a bona fide tourist attraction. Some visitors bring dolls to add to the growing collection, including a wild-haired Barbie, clearly having left her dream house far behind. No reports of a Ken showing up, but then again... Let's go to Lake Titicaca. Well, if you should scuba dive in Lake Titicaca, you'll find yourself floating 100 feet below the surface of this lake. 
You can see shapes of things that don't seem to belong there. You can see a terrace, a wall, algae-covered staircase lost in the depths, and a road, a road leading to nowhere. Sounds like a, a dream? Well, maybe it's a scene from the latest Indiana Jones film. Or maybe... This actually happened in 2000 when scientists discovered the long-rumored prank of the ruins of a 660-foot-long, 160-foot-wide temple under Lake Titicaca. For those that are not familiar, Lake Titicaca is an ancient body of water high in the Andes Mountains on the border of Bolivia and Peru. The flooded temple is just one of many mysteries surrounding this lake, not the least of which is the remains of Tiwanaku, a sacred ceremonial center near Titicaca's southern shore. It reached, uh, this um, Tiwanaku reached its uh, peak between uh, 400 and 900 A.D., before it collapsed in the first half of the 12th century. And like the submerged temple, some of Tiwanaku's ruins are underground. In fact, in March 2015, a buried pyramid was actually found. Though some have said the Inca built the city, Tiwanaku probably predates them by at least a thousand years. The Inca believed Lake Titicaca was the birthplace of the sun and that they were his children. Now, some folks have suggested the Egyptians were somehow involved in its construction. And the ghosts of the ancient race have reportedly been seen in the environs, particularly inside the Colossusia, one of the ruins' main buildings. Tiwanaku allowed the ruins of Pumapunku, thought by some to have been built uh, by extraterrestrials. Ancient megaliths seemed to automatically signify the presence of otherworldly astronauts. But UFOs have been spotted over the lake area, where, uh, according to legend, the sun sent the founders of the Inca civilization. You know, you know, most people immediately think of the Aztec or the Incas. They're lake comers. That was a pre-existing civilization that we have no information about. Well, from South America, let's turn to Asia and Australia. I mean, the cultures are wildly different, but the temples of Cambodia... The suicide forest below Japan's Mount Fuji and a deadly Kolkata subway have all have one thing in common. Those who go there have contacts with the supernatural. Now let's go to West Bengal, India. Creepy Kolkata. May 7th, 2015, a subway motorman pulled the emergency brake between Kolkata's Nataji Bahavan Abindra sudden stations bringing the train to a halt. And his reason? He'd seen the man walking along the tracks just in front of him. But after a search for the figure turned up nothing, the motorman in the local press decided that the uh, the figure he had seen was a uh, a ghost. Commonly called the suicide paradise because so many people kill themselves there, the Mabindra Sadan subway station is just one of many supposed haunted spots in India's largest city, the capital of West Bengal. Haunted houses in India just don't have one ghost, according to Sendip Roy, a former resident of Kolkata. It could be a whole family. But you have to watch out for the very dangerous Nishi. Call people by names in the dead of night and lead them away, never to be seen again. One of the most commonly noted spook sites is the uh, Winner's Building. Excuse me, the Writer's Building. I can't read in my own writing. Formerly home of the British East India Company's administrative staff. December 1933, Indian freedom fighter shot Lieutenant Colonel N.S. Simpson, the Inspector General of Prisons, known for torturing prisoners. No one claims that Simpson's ghost haunts the old structure, but sounds of crying spirits allegedly do disrupt the night. Excessively neat wife of British colonial administrator Lord Metcalf is said to roam the halls of the National Library. Sometimes she'll whisper in readers' ears. Other eerie spots include the South Park Street Cemetery, believed to be haunted by the many British soldiers who are buried there, and the Royal Calcutta Turf Club, where a ghostly white mare supposedly gallops around the race course at night. And under the Horai Bridge, a favored spot for suicides, wrestlers who Practice on gats. Uh, the uh, 
Stairs descending to the Hoogly River have seen hands fledgling in the water at night. Like many ancient cities, Kolkata is also supposedly home to its share of black magic. Horus, members of a tantric Hindu sect whose holy man eat human flesh on cremation grounds, are said to frequent the crematorium at Imtalagat. As the Bengal writer Charlokayanath Mukhapataya once wrote, there's no death of darkness in our country. I've heard many stories about some of the bizarreness in India. Well, let's go to the Suicide Forest. It'll, couldn't begin to pronounce it. As you approach it, you will see signs that say your life is a precious gift from your parents. Think about your parents, your siblings, and children. Don't keep it to yourself. Talk about your troubles. And that's a sign in Aokagahara, Jukai, a dense 14-square-mile volcanic forest at the northwest base of Mount Fuji in Japan's Yamanashi Prefecture. And although Jukai means Sea of Trees, Jukai is known as the Suicide Forest, most popular suicide destination in Japan. Every year they find at least a hundred bodies. Deep in these woods you can find tents and clothes and skeletons and even copies of Wataru Surumi's controversial 1993 bestseller, The Complete Manual of Suicide, which recommends Jukai as a good place to go out. Along with two novels that depict romantic suicide packs in these woods, uh, Surumi's book is one reason the forest continues to attract so many lost souls. Not long ago, a park geologist found a doll nailed upside on a tree. He said it was the sign of a curse. Indeed, the area has a reputation for being haunted by Uri, unhappy, angry spirits with white clothes and long black hair. Similar to the ghost girl in the ring. Some say their angriest howls are often heard between 2 or 3 in the morning, a time when it's too late in more ways than one to talk about your troubles. It's interesting that in Japan, suicides have a special place to go. Well, in Angkor Wat, let's talk about the Lost Temple. Dedicated to the Hindu god Vishnu, Angkor Wat was built near Siem Reap, Cambodia in the 12th century, probably as a funerary temple for King uh, Suryavarman II, part of Angkor uh, Archaeological Park, uh, 154 square mile area containing remains from the Khmer Empire, which uh, the Khmer Empire, by the way, lasted from about the 9th to the 15th centuries. Never a watt found in the neglect was mostly unknown to the West of the mid 1800s. As I've said, if you've never been in the jungle, you have no idea how easy it is to vanish, whatever it may be. In earthly microcosm of the Hindu universe, Angkor Wat's built the world's largest religious monument and an architectural work of art. It's filled with narrative bas-relief marbles and stunning sculptures, such as the uh, heads that smile so mysteriously. They might just make the Mona Lisa look like uh, Kim Kardashian. The temple creates an overwhelming sense of awe and disorientation among its many visitors. So much so that people have found themselves walking in the realm of spirits and even getting lost there. One tourist said he became separated from a friend during his visit, called her to no avail, and discovered later they were both in the same area. They just couldn't see each other. Though she did hear someone distantly shouting her name, um, the two never did see each other. Belief in ghosts and other supernatural creatures is pervasive in Cambodia, particularly among still largely agrarian areas like Siem Reap. People who live in the city don't believe in ghosts, but in the forest near the temples it's common to believe, according to villager Nagandea. The forest is a quiet place, so strange things always happen at night. Locals even create uh, weapon-bearing scarecrows called uh, Ting Mong to scare evil spirits away. One woman said to a journalist that uh, there's so many ghosts here, you know. 
He saw fiery orbs outside his bedroom in a house inside the CM Reap one night. According to what he was told, their souls hadn't gone to heaven and they're still very angry. Well, in China, the world-famous Great Wall is said to be haunted. Now, stretching more than 5,500 miles from near the North Korean border to the Gobi Desert, the Great Wall of China was built over more than 2,200 years to protect the country against invasions from northern nomadic tribes. It's not a wall so much as it is uh, a series of fortifications erratically erected by discrete states. It's called the Changqing, or Long Wall. It was completed during the Ming Dynasty. It became the world's largest man-made object. But as with most epic human achievements, building it took a very human toll. 400,000 people laboring by hand are said to have died during its construction. At one point, even boys were enlisted, which reportedly made some women fearful of giving birth to sons. And this is a culture that saw girls as disposable, no less. With all that suffering and bloodshed, it's no wonder that the fortifications are said to be haunted. Some visitors have claimed they feel uneasy or sick while exploring the, its past, although one could presumably chalk it up to the pork dumplings, which is uh, a delicacy at most of the uh, commercial eating places. Others have seen what they said were ghosts of fallen workers, some of whom are known to even punch or kick. Of course, fireworks are said to keep them at bay. Structures most haunted areas include Crouching Tiger Mountain and Coiling Dragon Mountain, part of the unrestored and rugged sections collectively known as the Wild Wall. Dating from two discrete dynasties, they lie in the Gebeku's uh, Yanshan Mountains, about 90 miles from the tourist-packed ramparts of Beijing. Relative quiet of these remote and rugged mountains, mostly free from cell phones and tour guides. The presence of its past is palpable, as are perhaps the ghosts of uh, the men who sacrificed their lives to build these ancient battlements. And then in Beijing itself, we have the world-famous Forbidden City. They did an exhibition of concubines' jewelry um, in the Forbidden City, and there were a number of reports of a voice that screamed, It's mine, it's mine! But greedy ghosts don't need the lure of jade to hunger for what they've lost. After closing gatekeepers at one of the world's largest palaces, hear music and see ladies in waiting wandering the grounds with eunuchs. When one recent tourist asked a guide why the floors were raised above the doors, he was told because ghosts can't jump. That same tourist later posted what he claimed to be the photo of a ghost he'd captured in one of the rooms. If any structure in the world has a right to be haunted, it's probably the 9,000-room imperial palace that served 25 Chinese emperors from the Ming Dynasty to the end of the Qing Dynasty. That's from about 1421 to 1911. As needless to say, see more than its share of intrigue and violence, not to mention everyday heartache and greed. I mean, you have to ask yourself which uh, spectral concubine wanted her jewelry back during that uh, exhibition. Indeed, the palace was created in a cauldron of grief and bloodshed. After his nephew became emperor in the late 14th century, Prince Zhu Di rebelled, assisted by eunuchs, killing his relatives loyalists and Establishing a new stronghold as the Yongle Emperor of Beijing, where he embarked on the, crea uh, the creation of the fabled Forbidden City. As for Beijing itself, there are plenty of supposedly haunted spots. Gongwang Fu Mansion and Luyin Street among them. Yeah, they were often associated hauntings with decaying old buildings in Beijing, like the rest of China's, determined to raise the reminders of its past in the name of progress. Case in point, in 2001, the Forbidden City became home to a Starbucks. So now we got a Forbidden Starbucks. Well, let's go to Mount Everest and the infamous Death Zone. June 8, 1924, climbers Andrew, Sandy, Irvin, and
George Mallory had left their camp not far from the summit of Mount Everest in the final attempt to reach the top. They were never seen again. Though Mallory's well-preserved body was discovered in 1990, I'm sorry, 1999, Urban's corpse had never been found. And some say his restless ghost continues to haunt the world's highest mountain. June of 1933, British climber Frank Smith climbed as high on Everest as anyone had had before, but after two exhausting nights in the so-called dead zone, he later said this area wasn't for flesh and blood. He later became convinced that a pulsating spirit hovered alongside him. 1975, Doug Haston and Doug Scott, the first Britons to reach the top of Everest, unless, of course, Mallory and Irvin actually achieved it, Claimed they felt a presence in their snow hole the night before they summited. Scott said the presence, which he also felt on the way down, was helpful, giving him confidence and advice. Another expedition member said that uh, he'd been followed by the appearance of a man, definitely a human figure with arms and legs. If Irvin's ghost does indeed haunt Everest, he may well have company. Mountains filled with the restless spirits of people who died while climbing, according to Pimba Dorsey, who broke the record for fastest summiting. Did it in eight hours and ten minutes. Did it in 2004. He said, I saw some spirits in the form of black shadows coming toward me, stretching their hands and begging for something to eat. Well, all these visions can, of course, be easily explained as hallucinations, indeed, by, uh, caused by a hypoxia, thin air, exhaustion, and the limits of human endurance. But the Everest area has been long been considered a holy and haunted place in Nepal and Tibet. Himalayas are also said to be home to the legendary abominable snowman, also known as the Yeti. Supposed Yeti remains, including a sacred finger and a so-called Pengboch hand, are kept in a number of uh, Tibetan Buddhist monasteries. In the wake of the 1922 British Everest ex- expedition, 20 local boys said they encountered seven Yeti at the uh, base of the mountains north of Kaal while uh, searching for supplies the climbers left behind. An explorer, Eric Shipton, uh, took pictures of what some believed to be Yeti footprints in the Everest environs in 1951. In 1966, in Tibet, Reinhold Mesner, the first to climb Everest without bottled oxygen, the first to summit the world's 14 highest peaks, reported that he saw a strange creature. He said it towered menacingly, its face a gray shadow, its body a black outline. It was covered with hair, stood upright on two short legs and powerful arms. Well, sadly for all those that think that was a, a Yeti, Mesner later identified the creature as a rare Tibetan bear. But the unforgiving mountain hardly needs ghosts and monsters in order to strike fear in the hearts of climbers. In actuality, according to one writer, scary stories on the Everest are all true. Well, on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow, and once again, we'll be talking about the strange and the unusual. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.